Hello, and welcome to Thrive, a podcast that gives you strategies and inspiration to help you live your best life. Learn from us, two cancer survivors, as we show you how we don't just survive, but thrive. Hey, just a quick word from one of our sponsors. Such and Such Media provides personalized media services for your business and entertainment needs. If you're thinking of starting your own podcast, contact Tim at Such and Such Media for a consultation to ensure that it is the best that it can be. And by the way, we use them, and he has recorded probably at this point 1,200 episodes, not all ours. I'm Gar- he's the best. <laughs> he, he is the best. He knows what he's doing, and you are going to have so much fun working with him. Uh, I am Garth Callahan, the Napkin Notes Dad. I've been sticking notes into my daughter's lunch ever since kindergarten. I'm Dara Kurtz, author of the book Crush Cancer, available on Amazon, the book I needed when I heard those terrifying words, you have cancer. Welcome to our podcast. This is a really cool podcast, and I know that I say that a lot. I think I probably say that actually every time. They're all cool, Garth. <laughs> but um, Dara and I haven't spoken in a couple of weeks at this point, which is really weird for us. It's been really hard for me. I've missed my Garth. So I'm glad to have you back in this country. So Garth, tell our listeners where you've been, what it, what you've been doing. Yeah, so I decided to do a little mini walkabout. I took off and spent a weekend in Iceland. And from Iceland, I flew over to Germany and I stayed in Germany for, gosh, I don't remember what it was, like eight or nine days. And uh, finally made my way back to the U.S., on Sunday and immediately I have no jet lag. I jumped right back in and it was like, I was never gone. So I want to get to all the cool things that you did on your trip. And I want to talk about a lot of the different introspective things that you got from getting to step back from your life. But before we talk about that, I just want to mention what was going on in your life before you went, because I feel like it's worth sort of bringing up to speed our audience, but also kind of showing where you were and what you did. So Garth was recently put on a new chemo regimen and received the first of that regimen, I believe on, it was a Monday. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's correct. It was a Monday. I had known that Garth was going to be going on this trip. I mean, you had been so excited about it. And it was there and we, you know, we were kind of talking about it, but then you had a health change, which caused your chemo regimen to need to be modified. And so we didn't really talk about the trip. So the focus was kind of all on what was going on with your health and as it should be. So you had this chemo treatment done on that Monday and you had side effects. You got really tired. You didn't feel good. I mean, you sent me a text basically saying that you felt like you'd been hit by a bus. Um, I mean, just... (laughs) You just felt like shit. Let's just. And the funny thing is Dara took that literally. Like she was like, oh my God, you got hit by a bus. <laughs> and I had to step back and explain, no, no, no. I just feel like it's, it's all. Well, I mean, the way you said it was the way you said it. I'm like, no, what? But okay. So you're struggling with all of these side effects. It's not very common for Garth to complain. So that you don't ever complain. So I know if you're complaining that you don't feel good, you must feel really badly. So then. Tuesday, Garth had had, while I guess at the hospital getting your new chemo treatment, you had a brain scan just to kind of get a clear picture of where things were. And so then Tuesday, you call me with the news that we did not want to have, that they did find a lesion in your brain. So Garth is sitting here telling me all of this 
about what's going on. And that's a lot to deal with. And then I'm like, well, we, you know, we kind of talk and then I'm like, what about your trip? And then you're, you're kind of like, well, I'm going on my trip on Thursday. (laughs) So I just visualize, and I really want you to talk to our audience about this because it's a pretty scary thing to get chemo and not feel good, but then it's like on on a whole another level to get chemo, not feel good, get it on an airplane by yourself, fly across the world and know that, oh yeah, I just got some pretty shitty news and I'm processing that also. So go. (laughs) So, you know, my first thought as I'm listening to this is, could you think of a better time to go on a trip? (laughs) Right. I mean, listen, you've just had some really interesting times at the hospital with chemo. The next day, the doctor calls and says, hey, we need to let you know we found something on the on the brain scan and it wasn't just a brain. Um, On a side note, my godmother, God bless her. She she said, oh, you know what? Your brain is so full. You just need to make room for more. That's that's the issue. I like it. And so I have been Daria, you know this. I've been talking about this trip for months And, um, and there were a lot of barriers that kept coming up for me to not, there were great reasons for me to say, no, I'm not going to do this. And I actually made a comment to one of my friends while I was away over in Germany that all of my best stories start with yes. I love that. Obviously I got clearance from my doctor. I said, Hey, look, you know, here's, here's what I've got going on. By the way, if this is serious enough, if I like need to go in for surgery right now, I have trip insurance and I'll cancel the trip. But if there's any way that I can go, I'm going. And so they said, oh, yeah, yeah, don't don't put off the trip. We will let the brain surgeon know that you're not going to be around. They'll call you when you get back. They'll set up an appointment and have a great time. So this was, you know, Tuesday. By the way, I couldn't even tell my wife or I didn't tell my wife until that evening because she was at work and I really have this thing about disturbing her at work with bad news. It, it, it will ruin her work day and she would have to leave. I basically had two days to kind of talk about this and, and share and come up with the plan and tell Emma. And I still worked those next two days and pack and take off because my flight out of the Richmond airport was at like seven o'clock that Thursday night. So, so what does that feel like when you are in the middle of that space? You're so excited to go on this trip that you've been dreaming about for such a long time. And then you have all this other stuff that you're dealing with. And it's not little stuff, Garth. I mean, this is major stuff. And a lot of people would have just been, they would have just said, you know what? I'm out. I can't even consider getting on a plane because I'm not even feeling a hundred percent. I don't want to go to another country. What if something happens, blah, blah, blah. And then add that whole other layer of news on top of it. So tell us what you were really, how you, how you got that inner strength to move forward or, you know, what was your thought process? Well, some of it I compartmentalized. Yeah. Right. So it was like, look, I was wondering, I've had seven times a doctor has called me and said, Garth, you have cancer. This one, I admittedly, and to this day, I'm still having a little bit of a hard time dealing with it because it's my brain, mm-hmm. right? I mean, let's face it. If it was pinky cancer, I'd be like, hey, let's cut that sucker off. Um, but this one is a little bit more challenging 
I start to think about how I'm, how I could potentially be impacted by having cancer in my brain. The doctor did say that it was at a, in a good location though. Yeah, it's in a good location. Thank I God. Mean, for, for all of the brain, it's in yeah. a good location. Yeah. If for some reason it comes back and it starts to grow in that same spot, it's actually in the in the area of the brain that controls vision. So just, you know, that's again, something I'm, I'm okay. keeping in the back of my head. Haha. You know what? We'll just cross that bridge if we ever need to, but hopefully we won't. Right, right. Absolutely. And so I will fully admit, you know, I had one of those, you know, really like ugly, sobbing, breakdown, please God, don't let anybody see me cries. And then I was kind of like, okay, what's next? Let me figure out what do I need to do next? What can I do next? And really the answer was get ready for the trip because I've planned for this trip. I have friends in Germany, both German friends and American friends that are looking forward to seeing me. I am so looking forward to seeing them that there's no way that I'm going to think about it. And so, and, and the other thing is, I couldn't do anything about it anyway. Everybody said, look, this is small. It's not life-threatening. It's not something that you need to come into the facility today and take care of. So go enjoy your trip. And so I was able to take that message and say, look, the doctors say it's not immediately serious that yes, we have to have it taken care of, but I have time. Even now, we're still talking about the scheduling, right? So I've been back in the States for a few days and we still don't have a hard date for surgery. And, and that's because nobody thinks that there's the highest sense of urgency. So why not go enjoy my life? And well, let me tell you, I, I think because of this diagnosis, everything was so much better. I was wondering about that because I think you texted me. You said something like, I'm emotional. Every place that I go and everything that I'm doing is just so beautiful. Or you said something like that. So tell us about that. Were you just kind of like your senses were heightened to the beauty that you were seeing and the experiences you were having? Well, so I've never been to Iceland and that's where I started my trip. And I landed first thing in the morning, Iceland time. And I wanted to go to Iceland for two reasons. And it turned out there, there was a third reason, but I hadn't quite discovered it yet. Mm. But the first two reasons were volcanoes and geothermal spas, right? So I just had this fascination with volcanoes. And so there was volcanic rock everywhere. It, it was like what we see, you know, gravel and sand on the beaches and whatnot. There was just volcanic rock every square inch of the island. It was really light all of the time because it's summer and they're pretty far north. So there were only about five hours of darkness, I think. It's really weird to be awake at 10, 10, 10, 15 at night and it's still daylight out. And so I wanted to go see the, the spas and the, the volcanoes. And then it turned out that there was this little hole in the wall restaurant that I had heard about that um, I wanted to try and it's called the Icelandic street food. And it's this little tiny restaurant, 22 chairs, I think. They're all pretty close together. And they their menu is so limited. It, it's written on a, a chalkboard, but really big letters. They basically have two things, three things for dinner. Lamb soup, fish soup, and fisherman's delight, which is mashed potatoes, onions, and haddock, kind of like all ground up into a, a potato patty. And they have these signs all around the restaurant. Nobody goes hungry. Hmm? If you want more, ask for more. And they just give you more. If you wow. if you tried the lamb soup and you wanted and you thought it was good, but you wanted to try the fish soup, no extra charge. 
And so I just kept walking around uh, downtown Reykjavik, which is not a city at all. It's a nice village. And there was a street fair the day that I was there. And it was just so incredible. And I kept thinking, wow, this is just, I'm soaking everything in. And I'm so excited about every little tiny thing. You know, I, I wanted to work on my website for a little bit. There was a page that I wanted to add. And so I sat down in the hostel where I stayed, which also had a cafe and a bar. And I ordered a beer and I'm doing the, the web page. And all I'm thinking is, wow, I'm in Iceland working on my website, having an Icelandic beer. This is just incredible. And it was such a regular everyday experience, probably for anybody who lived there. But for me, it was remarkable. Well, I just love how everything that you did, you just experienced pure joy because I could just tell that you were soaking in every single experience that you had. And it's, I mean, that's amazing. So I feel like I've known you for a pretty long time and you went on this trip by yourself and it felt like this was something that you really needed to do by yourself. It, it we, is. We didn't really, we hadn't really talked about that, but I want to go there for a second. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I've known you for a while, but you were going on this trip and you were having a little Garth adventure by yourself. Yes. And I want you to talk about that. Like, well, so, what, so I yeah. want to ask you, why do you think I had to go by myself? Well, this is the Garth focused <laughs> family, the Garth focused fun trip, but okay. I think you wanted an adventure. I think that you wanted to have some time to maybe step back from your life and kind of get perspective on things and analyze some stuff. I mean, I think you and I analyze a lot of things every day, but getting away, stepping away is just on another level. Yeah, I, don't so, know. I mean, help, that's why I'm asking you. So I, I'm going to say there were a couple of things that I felt really tightly wound as I was coming into summer. And part of that is that much of my life, and I didn't even think about it this way, but much of my life is spent in service. I spend service as a husband. I spend service as a dad. I'm in service with my church. I'm in service with doing this podcast and I'm in service with the napkin notes dad. And on top of that, you know, between April and, and July or April and August, I've been diagnosed with cancer three more times. So you, you felt like you needed to do something for Garth. I, right. I needed to step away and become unencumbered for a little yeah. while and not feel guilty about skipping posting napkin notes. And I needed to not feel guilty about not wanting to do things around the house or to spend time with my family. And here's the other thing about this trip. I had no plans. So outside of my flights, I did not know where I was going to be sleeping or eating any day, any time during my entire trip. So you loved that about your trip because <laughs> every single time that you talked about your trip, you would say those exact words and you loved that freedom. It was so, it was what did, so but what, what, what did that feel like? Were you ever kind of like, Oh my God, it's four o'clock and I don't know where I'm going to be sleeping tonight. Or were you just kind of like, I'll figure it out. I, I will admit, I kind of figured it out a little bit before four o'clock. Um, okay. but I had a couple of different apps on my phone, right? So I had Airbnb, of course I had couch surfing and I had, um, a hostel app. I so love how like, you can just kind of like tech up your whole entire, <laughs> like 
hotel experience, right? I mean, that's so you. Well, what about couch surfing, right? Like I'm teching up the, hey, can I sleep on your sofa? Oh my gosh. Did you do that? I didn't only because it seems like that app is really geared towards people who are planning a couple of weeks out. Okay. As opposed to, I need a sofa to sleep on tonight. <laughs> I'll be over um, in an hour. Yeah. But really, I can, my attitude was, what's the worst that could happen? Right? The worst that could happen is I have to go spend a couple hundred dollars on a hotel because I couldn't find any place to sleep, which I didn't want to do. Part of this trip was I wanted to minimize my cost and maximize my adventure. And I think you did. So speaking did. of adventure, tell us like your top three awesome adventures. Oh, adventures. Okay. So, yeah. you know, I liked that Icelandic food, the Icelandic street food so much that I ate there twice in the same day. Wow. Breakfast and dinner. Okay. So here's, here's my top adventure in Iceland, okay. but, I but I have to lead into the story. As I'm packing, Lisa has this really awesome habit of helping me pack. And she doesn't really actually pack anything. She just kind of goes through check checklists for me. Hey, Garth, did you remember a belt? Right, because I've lost a lot of weight and it's important to keep my pants up. Um, <laughs> did, did you have your cords, right? So do I have all of the cords for the gadgets that I'm traveling with? And she's kind of looking and she's like, so what shoes are you bringing? And I said, oh, just, just the ones that I'm wearing now. And she got this look on her face like, what if you want to wear different shoes? And I said, if, if I don't have different shoes, I can't want to wear different shoes. <laughs> right. So I'm, that's exactly what I'm bringing. So you're wearing tennis shoes. I'm, I was, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. My, okay. my, my, my blue under armor yeah. tennis shoes. Okay. Bright blue that match my phone case. Right. Very important. Very important. And then she looks at some of the clothes that I'm bringing and she said, so, um, Star Wars shirts. And I said, yeah, that's that's all I'm bringing is Star Wars shirts. And I did bring some other things to to wear in Iceland because of the cold. But on top of those, and I brought some things to sleep in, obviously. She said, well, what if Parker, who is my friend in Germany, my American friend, what if he wants to take you out to dinner? And I said, well, uh, he'll take me out to dinner in a Star Wars shirt. <laughs> and that, I don't, I don't think that that concept went over well. And so... But she's kind of like, all right, this is your trip, whatever. Exactly, exactly. So here I am in Iceland. And one of the things that I've always loved to do is to go to church in the country where I'm visiting. It's very comforting. Catholic masses follow the same pattern no matter what the language. So because I'm walking everywhere, I, I didn't take cabs or cars or, or anything outside of trains. So I'm walking all over Reykjavik. My legs are still tired, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, and so I walked to, to church and I wasn't sure exactly how far away it was. I got there about a half an hour early. And so I go in and I sit down and I'm a little sweaty because I've been walking and it was uphill. And so I'm sitting there just kind of chilling. And honestly, what I'm thinking is, okay, I have a half an hour until church starts. Is it okay for me to look at my phone? <laughs> right? Because I'm in church. I'm like, can I pull my phone out and play a little game or, or, or send a text home or something? And even before I had a chance to do that, a nun walks over to me and she says, are you here to pray the rosary? And I thought, oh, you know, I, as a matter of fact, I have two rosaries, one in each front pocket. Sure. I'll be more than happy to do that. She then asked, would you pray one of the sections for us? And I got this look on my face and I said, no, I'm sorry. I don't feel comfortable doing that. I think that she genuinely was surprised that I said no. So we, we pray the rosary at, and it's a small group of people at this point. 
she comes back to me and she could clearly hear my voice because it was such a small group of people. And she kind of gives me a little wink and a nod. And oh, by the way, she's Icelandic slash Irish. So her English has a very strong Irish accent to it. And she looks at me, she's like, good job. And, yeah. and then she said, but I'm not letting you off the hook that easily. And I thought, oh, great, here it comes. And she said, would you read the second reading for us today? Of course, my mind is going into the, I'm not Icelandic. And most people in Iceland speak both English and, and Icelandic. I don't. And I'm trying to get out of this. And she kind of holds up her hand and she's like, no, 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 it's okay. The second reading is always in English. And I thought, okay, this nun has given me an opportunity to kind of talk and stand up and profess my faith twice. The first time I've said no, and clearly there's a power greater than me at work here, and I should say yes. So I say yes. And it's this really nice Icelandic cathedral. And I get up when it's time to say the second reading. I walk up to the altar, I do a little bow, I turn to the congregation, I look, I have the reading in my hand, and of course, I'm wearing a Star, a Star Wars, Wars shirt. shirt. <laughs> and and afterwards I thought, gosh, I wish that I had gotten somebody to take a picture so that I could send it to Lisa. Oh my goodness. Um, so that was that, I mean, that for me, that was a really cool experience. And, and I'm so thankful that I had that opportunity. And again, think about it. The story kind of would have ended. If you had said no. If I had said no. But by saying yes, and I was open to that opportunity and open to the experience, not only do I have a great story to tell, but I actually have a fantastic memory. Mm. When I went to Germany, really, again, I didn't have a lot of plans. So I land in Germany pretty early in the morning. I'm flying overnight. So my flight out of Iceland took off at like one o'clock in the morning. I land in Germany around eight or nine o'clock. I feel really gross at this point because it's been about 36 hours since I've taken a shower. And the Frankfurt airport has showers. So wow. I pay, Yeah. So I pay my six euros. I take a shower. I For six up. euros? Yes. Nice. Yeah. And, and by the way. The bathroom that you get for six euros is the equivalent of a spa shower room on a cruise ship. Wow. It was fantastic. All I can think about is, hey, not only am I taking a shower in the airport, I'm taking a shower in the airport in Germany, right? Like <laughs> it's so much better to add that extra kicker in Germany. And so um, I hop on the train. I, I'm taking the train to Göttingen. And um, I'm meeting my friend, my best friend, Thomas. I hop out of the train and I haven't seen him in person for 32 years. Mm. And I recognize him right away. He looks the same as what he did, except a little bit more gray hair, a little That's, bit better styled hair than what this we had isn't in who you met when you did your semester abroad, is it? No. So, okay. Tom, yeah, well, so yes, Thomas is my best friend, but was not with the family. Okay. Right. So, so my host family had two daughters and Thomas was my best friend. Um, that I don't even remember how we met actually. But while you were there. Well, exactly while I was okay. there. And, wow. I, and, and so I met his wife, Sika, and we're, you know, he's like, Hey, let's go to the house. We'll get a little bit of food. What do you want to do? And so we're just talking and here's what's amazing. I haven't spoken German in about 30 years at this point, 28 years. And admittedly, I think I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed because I can't speak German anymore, but I could understand it almost mm. all. 
And I was getting about 75 or 80% of what everybody was saying. So they were talking about you in front of you and they didn't know that you can understand. And you were like, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> no, 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 no. But what was great about this is that, you know, so we're kind of, we're driving back to his house and we're just catching up and we're just really- his wife's like who's the guy in the star wars <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> um and so we um he said hey where are you staying i said oh i don't know i'm you know i'm just gonna grab a spot at a hostel or an airbnb i've already found a couple of places that were like 20 dollars a night for airbnb and i thought these are perfect and he said oh no no you're staying with us as long as you're in Göttingen." Aww. and i'm like okay that's awesome of course i accepted and here was the best part about my time with thomas Outside of the fact that it was fantastic to meet his wife, reconnect, just, and honestly, it was like the 32 years haven't passed. We picked up talking about that. hacky sack and the music mm -hmm. that we liked and all of the, and it was, it was just so incredible. But so uh, interestingly enough, his family, uh, so his, his son had just landed in Iowa two days wow, prior. Oh, no way. Yeah. And so he's on an exchange for a year. So as we're getting ready for dinner, they say, hey, our, our son's friend, Luca, is coming over for dinner. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cute. You know, he, he's best friends and Giannis, the boy who's in Iowa, is away. And so Luca's going to come over to dinner and kind of feel reconnected with the family. Well, no, it wasn't that. Lucas and Giannis have been best friends since they were five or six. And somewhere in the past couple of years, something has happened to, to Luca's family that his mom and dad aren't in the picture anymore. Mm. They, they're, they're not dead, but they just don't live in the same house. And, and Luca actually lives where he lived in the same apartment. And it's just, his parents don't live there anymore. So he lives by himself. He lives by himself. He's like this 17 year old kid. Oh, wow. And so he comes over to their house every night for dinner. They wow. do homework. They've gone on vacation together. They showed me pictures and it was as if he was That's part of beautiful. the family. And so I looked at them and I said, you know, have you ever heard of the movie The Blind Side? Yeah. And they had. And oh. um, I said, you know, you're you're living this. They put Luca on their, their um, car insurance. Wow. And they're kind of helping to guide him on where to go to university and how to do things as a grown up. And it's just, it was so heartwarming. And The Blind Side is my favorite non Star Wars movie. <laughs> um, I watch it all the time. I can quote it. Yeah, I, quote I love the that movie, movie too. And so we were out and we were, we were walking around Gutting in the next day. It was cool. I went to my old high school. I went to the, the famous things that I saw. We got an ice cream cone. I asked Thomas, I said, hey, by the way, I would really like to buy some CDs from back in 1985, 86 when I was there. Is there a used CD store around? So we're in there and, and we buy a couple of, I, I buy a couple of used CDs. But you know what else I bought? I'm guessing some Star Wars stuff. No. No. Here, I'm going to hold it up. And I know, okay. I, I know the listeners can't hear, but I'm going to hold it up to the camera so Dara can see it. Okay. Wow. Nice. It's De, De Grosse Chance, which is the German blind side. How cool is that? Yeah. So I paid five euros and I have a nice. copy, a DVD copy of the, the blind side in German. Have you watched it yet? I haven't watched it yet. Um, it's region encoded, which is a techie thing. I just have yeah. to like hack my computer to... to be able to watch it you know the funny thing was when i was talking to luca about this movie he said oh yeah i'll watch that movie on netflix but in in english not in german because he wants to learn english yeah better. i know i think that's cool how people <laughs> yeah. do that and he said oh and the german dubs are just awful and i said you know what for me again 
I'm just going to soak it in because I'm so excited. And then I also, what you need to do, you need to like make like the, the German food that you loved and then put your movie on and have the food and have like a beer and have like a whole experience. A, A liter beer, by the way. Sure. Right. I mean, you can't just have a little tiny can of Yeah, beer. right. And I also bought a couple of Falco um, oh, CDs. Oh, nice. So, you know, Rock Me Amadeus. Yeah. Um, these are not Rock Me Amadeus. They're other music that um, he did. And I, I loved Falco when I was a kid there. And then my third best experience while I was away. So at the end of my trip, I went to Garmisch, which is in the German Alps. Mm. And I have a friend, one of my most dear friends, Parker Schenecker who has been staying there all summer and the home is owned by, I guess, a friend of his. And so Parker's just staying there all summer. And I go in, although I was there for three days, four days, maybe even, and met a lot, a lot of Parker's friends had a fantastic time with everybody had. Okay. So I'm, I'm not going to limit myself to three. So I've oh, got, you don't I've, have got to. I've got but an extra one. I've got, there are no rules at the Thrive Podcast. Okay. <laughs> so, so here, here was the kind of the spiritual cool thing for me at this point i'm starting to feel pretty good again you know i'm not taking my daily chemo anymore i'm taking the new chemo i'm not fatigued anymore at this point i'm tired because i've been walking everywhere you're doing a lot of on the go stuff yeah absolutely but i'm really not fatigued and so i start waking up at five o'clock in the morning again just like i used to and so i wake up and if you can imagine this it's still dark I'm the only person in the house that's awake. I make my way downstairs and they're creaky old stairs, right? Mm. It's, it's an old German house. I make myself a cup of coffee. It's cool because it has a little display on it and it's like Wasser. It, it means it needs water. And then when it's ready, it says, you know, the coffee's hot. There you go. All in German. And so I make my coffee and I s- step outside and I start to watch the sunrise. Mm. But here's, here's how the sun rises. So the sun is rising a little bit to the back of me on my left side. And in the front of me are these big mountains. Mm. And so what you see is it starts to get a little bit lighter, but then the sun hits the top of the mountain and then it works its way down. So the, the mountain illuminates itself from top to bottom. And I do this every morning that I'm there. That is such magical moment. And on the last morning, I'm sitting there. It's it's like mountain TV. That's what they called mm-hmm. it, right? We're just, mm. we're, you know, we're just looking at this. So I'm sitting there, and it's and I'm looking around, and I start to think about the sunlight. And sunlight takes eight minutes to go from the sun to the earth. And so I'm thinking about the eight minutes between the sun and the earth and the top of the mountains. And I'm really hyper aware at this point. I see a couple of black squirrels running around. I can see a, a kitty cat off in the distance, walking across somebody's roof. I hear some birds. There's an owl off to the side. And I start, somehow I'm fixating on these eight minutes. And I think to myself, I am by myself. Everybody else around me is asleep. And God has made these eight minutes just for me. Mm. And, and then I started to think even further. And I thought, oh, you know what? I'm actually wrong. God has made these eight minutes for everybody. Because he's a big God and he he can do that, right? Absolutely. But everybody's just experiencing them differently. You took the time to notice and pay attention. I did. And acknowledge. And everyone has the ability to do that. But sometimes, a lot of times, people don't stop and enjoy what's around them for eight minutes. And they miss it. 
They it, miss it and it you didn't miss it. Yeah. And so, and then here's my fourth thing. And this, I'll, I'll make this one quick. We went into Munich. Parker's brother was coming in for a visit. His arrival was at late in the morning. I've never been in Munich before. So I'm really excited to uh -huh. do this. Another first, right? So this trip was all, a lot about reconnecting as well as how many firsts can I work in here? I like it. And so we go to a beer garden. We all order beers. That's where I had my first liter beer. That is a lot of liquid. <laughs> Did you drink it all? <laughs> yes. Wow, you must have been a fun Garth after you had all that. <laughs> well, I had the least. Everybody oh. else at the table had two. Did your doctors know you were going to be doing that? No, but I don't think they would have a problem with it. Okay. And if, if they would, I'd have to fire them and find new doctors. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, so long story short, there's a new person at the table. His name is Jurgen, and he's a guest of somebody else at the table. And they brought him along just because they thought it would be fun for us to meet him and fun for him to meet us. A perfect situation, right? So we're having this conversation. And it turns out that Jurgen is formerly East German. Mm, right? wow. so, he, so he was born and grew up in East Germany. When I was an exchange student, I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to go to East Germany. So I knew a little bit about the living conditions in East Germany, but a very fascinating. Small yeah. And so he starts to talk about the revolution, which from our perspective is the wall falling down. Right. And here's what I was shocked to learn about. And I need to read and watch and really research this because I felt so biased at this point in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Because I, especially as somebody who lived in Germany and saw the wall and went to East Berlin and East Germany, and I think most Americans kind of got swept up in Ronald Reagan saying, hey, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Right, right. From his perspective, from Jurgen's perspective, he didn't want it that way. He did want to get rid of the current German government, East German government. He did not want unification with West Germany the way that it happened. And he was part of that. And he was so disappointed in how it went that he actually left Germany and lived in Austria for a number of years. And as I'm listening to him share his story, mm. all I could think of is, gosh, you know, as a naive American, I looked at the wall coming down and the unification of Germany as a success story. And there were a lot of people who probably had a really difficult time with that whole part of history. It, it opened my eyes again. There just, yeah, I can't even imagine what a great opportunity for you to ha get to talk to him. And it just shows you that there's always two sides to every story. And a lot of times we don't take the time to kind of learn about someone else's perspective. We just kind of ingest whatever it is that we're told and accept it for what it is. I felt I felt really ignorant um, because I would have thought that, gosh, it's been 30 years since this happened. Yeah. Why haven't I read a book or a story or seen a documentary or something? Oh, that, no, Garth. Why haven't you? Uh, well, maybe because it hasn't been made or maybe because it didn't. Nobody in the American right. public or media or academia, academics uh, cared. Wow. That's incredible. It really was. Again, that was like frosting on the cake. Like, hey, I'm mm. sitting here in Germany and I had this opportunity to learn a little bit about Jurgen and have my eyes opened a little bit. Get another perspective. Yeah. And again, you were absolutely right. There were like tears always in the corners mm. of my eyes the entire trip because I was just soaking everything in. I missed a train once <laughs> and I was like, oh, no big deal. There'll be another train soon. And guess what? I just missed a train in Germany. Right? This is awesome. <laughs> 
what if we all traveled through our lives every single day like that? Like, oh, I'm packing my daughter's lunch. Yay, I get to pack her lunch. She's going to school today. Or, you know, oh, my husband, you know, I've got to be at work really early. Yay, I get to go to court today. Or just, you know, like, yeah. what if we all travel through our days like that? Do you think that's even possible? Well, Dara, think about this. We did a, a podcast episode a while back about gratitude. Yes, we and, did. And, and all I did was... You lived I, it. I lived it for the entire time, every single second. And you know what? Can I tell you how, what gratitude did for me? Yes, yes. So my flight out of Frankfurt back to the United States, I was flying from Frankfurt to Dulles. I think it was scheduled to leave at, I don't know, five o'clock. Yeah, five o'clock is right. And so I have made a gross error <laughs> in my seat choice. Okay. I looked at the plane map incorrectly and I have chosen an aisle seat. And all I wanted to do is I had planned at the end, I'm going to sleep the whole way back. Yes. And you can't sleep on an aisle seat. And the plane was full. And not only was it an aisle seat, it was an aisle seat in the very last row. So I'm right in front not, of the alley. And isn't there a bathroom right there? Yeah, there were a couple of bathrooms there nice. too. Nice. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Again, I thought all right, no big deal. I'm going to make the best of this. What movie is there? And they had The Hunt for Red October, which is my second yes, favorite non-Star Wars movie. Absolutely. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy the plane ride because I'm flying on a plane from Germany, right? <laughs> I, right. So I'm, I'm just really thinking about how, how to enjoy this experience, even though it was nothing what I had expected. Okay. As we're getting ready to take off, the purser comes on on the speaker and he said, Hey, I just want to let you know, we are short three flight attendants today. And so service might be a little bit slower. We are going to do our best to make sure that we take care of everybody, but please exercise patience if, at, a, if at all possible. And I thought, you know what, they're going to have a hard day, right? I mean, it's the same thing. You go into your coffee shop and they're down three people. Absolutely. They're pulling their hair out. They're not looking happy. You know, instead of them singing to you, you just get your coffee basically thrown to you and you get what you get. Right? And not and not and not all the people they're going to be serving are going to be so excited right. to be flying back from Germany. They're going to right. be like, "I'm trapped on this plane. Give me my food." Exactly. So I am sitting there and I'm doing my best to be patient and kind. And every time they walk by, I smile. I say hello when they're bringing me drinks or my dinner or anything like that. I'm always saying thank you. One time I, I said thank you and actually put my hand over my heart. Kind of like, oh, hey, thank you. Yeah. I, I, right? Like, I really appreciate what you're doing for me. And uh, an hour and a half or so into the flight, one of the flight attendants comes up to me and she said, so do you fly with us a lot? And I said, well, I, I used to fly United a lot for work. Um, I've never flown this route before, at least not as a grown up. But, you know, I, I flew so much for work that I had really good status with United at one time, but I don't now. And she said, you look really, really familiar. You, I, I'm sure that I've seen you before. And I said, well, you know, I don't know what to say. I'm really sorry. I don't think that I've been on a plane with you. And she starts mm -hmm. like naming her routes. Like I fly to Chicago and I fly here. And I'm like, no, no, I really, I don't think so. She said, it must just be because you have such kind, kind eyes and a kind face. I've noticed that you have been really nice to us today. Aww. And then she kind of says, but I really think that I, I know you. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I really trying to not go there. But I said, well, you might have seen me on TV with my daughter. And I said, I'm an author and I've written a book called Napkin Notes. And it's, it's about my relationship with my daughter and how I've been 
um, sick and how I write notes and I stick them into her lunch. And she just like jumps at this opportunity in the conversation. I get pulled back into the galley with, with her. I'm actually like, she's giving me pieces of paper to write notes, to like oh write the gosh. things down that I've written to my daughter. Wow. So I give her my, my email address and my phone number. And I said, look, you know, let me know how I can help. And I, I share my health history. And uh, she said, yeah, you know, you're so positive and you're going through such an awful time. And she said, I'm, I'm having a hard time in my life right now too, but listening to you makes me want to kind of reanalyze my perspective. Mm. And, and right as we're having this conversation, the pilot, uh, which is a very German thing, I think, the pilot comes on and he just says, seats now. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, exactly. And, like seats now? Yeah. And Aren't you kind of like, oh no, like were people kind of like, what's going on? Or well, mo most people were, were seated. And, okay. you know, as soon as he finished, he put the seatbelt sign, the seatbelt light on and we hit some pretty good turbulence. Okay. Right. It passed. No big deal. Um, but we had obviously had our conversation cut short. And she comes back up to me after the turb after we've gone through the turbulence. And she said, hey, you know, I've talked to the purser and you're a really nice passenger. And if it's okay with you, um, we have a seat in business class that's open and we'd like to move you up to business class. Nice. And I'm thinking, oh, sure. Um, if it's okay with everybody, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put anybody out and, you know, I'm, I'm fine here, but if, if, if everybody's okay with it, I would absolutely accept. So I stand Yay, up. Yay, <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah. So I stand up and she looks at me. She's like, I have to play a little game. And I didn't know where she was going with this. And she kind of like wiggles my seat and then she wiggles the TV on my seat. She's it's like, kind of oh. like it, it's broken. Yes. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. We will absolutely have to file a maintenance report on this. We'll, we're going to move you. Oh, that is so, now you know all the secrets, right? I know, I know. <laughs> and so we're walking up towards the front of the plane and we stop in this section and I'm like, oh, I think we've gone too far. She moves you all the way up to like. No, no, I'm looking around and I really think we've gone too far. And it's not, it's just that business class is so nice. Wow. The seats fully recline. Yeah. I mean, it was just so nice. I've never experienced anything like that. And again, I was open to the possibilities and it was just, I was really just being kind to everybody. Oh, I love everything about that. So did you, could you sleep like after they put you in a great space? Or Are you, you kidding? Sleep? I was so excited. so excited. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, I'm not sleeping. I want to keep my eyes open. Yeah. See, I, I mean, all the cool things that I can play with. <laughs> I watched, I watched during the entire flight. I think I watched four movies. I absolutely enjoyed the food and the drink that was offered so to me. Uh, I'm incredibly happy for you. Yeah, it, it was awesome. Oh, beautiful. All right. So I think we need a sponsor break. Sponsor <laughs> I've been talking break. for a long time. Yeah, we have. Okay. So we have so many amazing things coming up. I want to talk about two things that we have coming up. The first one is Garth and I are doing a Thrive Workshop on November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, a live retreat in Boone, North Carolina at the Art of Living Retreat Center. The link is in the show notes to sign up. 
you can definitely check it out by going to our websites or just check out the show notes. Spaces are filling up, but we still have availability and we are so excited about this. It's going to be incredible. It's going to rock your world. So if you have felt like you want to make more from your life and you don't know how, or you feel like you need a little bit of direction or you just feel like you want to grow and really focus on yourself. This is for you. So check it out. Garth, do you have anything to add about that? Yeah. So I'm actually going to pay special attention to this and I'm going to make a, a, an announcement later. And depending on when you're listening to this podcast, it may be coming out like immediately after you listen to this podcast. But the next five people that sign up, I'm going to spend some personal time with each person. So um, you'll get an hour one-on-one -on -one time with me and we'll figure out where in the weekend to make it work. And I'm pretty sure that Dar is going to do the same thing. Yeah, of course we are. What a great idea. I love him, Garth. See, this is what's so fun about working with Garth. I mean, <laughs> you just never know what he's going to say. I mean, and what a great idea. Great yeah. idea. So, I yeah. Guess where I came up with that? Um, I'm thinking like right now. No, in Germany. In Germany. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's a great idea. For sure, we're going to do that. And another thing that I wanted to just mention is there's going to be a free online October Crush Cancer Boot Camp. So if anyone has been through any kind of cancer, I'm going to be doing a free 14-day self-care boot camp from October 1st through 14th. Again, it's totally free. You can sign up at the link in the show notes. You can also go to my website, crazyperfectlife.com or Crazy Perfect Life on Facebook, or there's a free online group called Crush Cancer, and you can check that out. So just lots of ways for you to sign up, but you're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be 14 days of lots of great tips and self-care practices that you'll be able to do and worksheets to go along with it, Facebook Lives. And guess what? Garth is going to pop in there and do some stuff also. See, oh, that's awesome. See, yeah. See, you can play this game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, it's going to be great. And I'm really, we're so excited about these, these things. Cause we, I feel like so many people go through a cancer experience and they get to the end and they're like, okay, now what? And they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They, they don't know how to live. And so that's why we do all these things because we really want to be able to help and share the things that we figured out. So Garth, let's get back to your amazing experience. I want you to, I'm really curious because I know you did a lot of deep thinking when you were there and I know you did a lot of analyzing and I want to hear some of it. All right. So, um, of course, you know, me, I, do. I made a list of the things that I wanted to accomplish while I was away. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh. So, and this goes back to, um, on like my before. Uh, yeah. Uh, on the flight to Iceland. So, so what I'm hearing you say, Garth, is you set the intention for your experience in Germany before you got there to make sure that you intentionally did things. Yes, absolutely. You know, it was great. So the list is about a, a one page handwritten. And here's the list. It, it wasn't like a list of chores. right? Obviously was, not, because you're going <clears throat> to have fun. Right. So, and, and I actually titled it. And you're, you're absolutely right. This was an intentional list, right? So I didn't want to go into this haphazard. It was okay for me to not know where I was going to sleep, 
but it was not okay for me to not know what I wanted to get out of the experience. Love everything about that. And oh, by the way, this is not, I mean, I've never done anything like this, right? I mean, I, I've never taken off somewhere not knowing where I'm going to sleep or eat or planned out what do I want to get out of this? And so here it is. What do I want from this time away? Time to think. Time by myself. See some of Iceland. I mean, I was only going to be there for two days, so I could only see some of it. Um, although I think I met most of the population at the street fair. Because <laughs> uh, there's only 300,000 people in the whole country of Iceland, and I think they were all there. See my friends and old haunts in Germany. Have a serious talk with Parker about Emma in case I die. <sighs> Relax when I can. Work when I need to. Don't freak out about all of this new cancer. Sleep. Eat two meals a day. I ended up eating three meals a day only because I was walking so so much well, that I was I think starving. I'm glad you ate three meals a day. Yeah. Well, my, my intent was I was going to eat two really good meals. I didn't want to be bogged down with having to find food. And I also knew that I was probably going to be eating more yeah. than what I normally would in those two meals. Um, write letters. Write blog posts. Do my website, the journal prompts, right? And you, mm, you commented mm -hmm. about the journal prompts. Yeah, they're so beautiful. Napkins for Emma. What's important? Walk and meditate. Think about the weekend seminar. That was my list. And I'm going down it and I'm like, uh, check, 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 check. And I will admit that I didn't go back to this list often. But because I had written the list. It was with my, you. It was with me. My, my brain was thinking about, hey, what are you trying to get out of these, these days away from your family and from the napkin notes? And, you know, honestly, to a certain extent, days away from being a cancer patient. So how do you get these days? How do you make sure that these days aren't wasted? And I truly feel like I hit it 100%. Oh, I know you hit it a hundred percent. I have a tear running down my cheek right now, by the way. Oh, yeah. So I think we've done a podcast on living with intention and all that, but I, I hope that our audience is really paying attention right now. And I know this has been a little bit long, but I want our audience to really pay attention right now because we don't just say we live with intention. Garth just showed you exactly how some of the things that we share with you, the tools that we use, how they work and, and how you apply them to your life. And so the fact that you knew when you got on that plane that you were going to set your intention and you were going to see and list out and write out on a piece of paper exactly what you wanted to do. And it, you, like you said, you didn't go back to the list, but it was in your head. So it, it was with you the whole time. That's beautiful, Garth. And I think, I think that helped you maximize your time there. Absolutely. It made it purposeful. It yes. wasn't, it, it wasn't just time away because it wasn't, it wasn't a vacation, right? It was a, and a time for me to unwind, refocus and come back revitalized. Okay. So <laughs> on a, a couple questions, one is I want to know. If you made a list on the way back and two, I want to know where you are after this journey. 
Sure. So I did not make a list on the way back because I was so enthralled with the business class experience <laughs> <laughs> and the, the and the warm towels and the chocolates and I'm having uh, too much fun too. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, right up until the time I got home, I was truly still kind of in that mode of I'm still experiencing yeah, this trip. Yeah, taking it all in. Yeah. Right? I have made a list since then of okay, what's what are the things that I need to be really focused on and paying attention to this week? Well, but uh, I think when you step back, I feel this way. Whenever I take the time to step out of my daily life and you just see things very clearly, you you gain a perspective that you don't necessarily get when you're in the middle of it. Right. So, right. You know, let's let's talk about, you know, the fact that I just found out that I had a, a lesion tumor, whatever you want to call it in my brain. I'm going to go with a small lesion. Yeah, small lesion. Literally days before I left. Like 48 hours, Garth. Yeah. And so by the time I got back, I had a little bit of a difficult moment. Yeah, like anticlimactic. Like, oh, yeah, I'm back in this. In this. Yeah. Um, but but after that, I was like, okay, what's next? I need to figure out how to deal with this and how my doctors are going to deal with it. I was able to approach it with clear eyes. I wasn't stuck in that, oh crap moment of, I have something in my brain. And this was really important. I mean, think about it. Don't freak out about all of this new cancer. <laughs> That's a pretty damn good to do. That's a freaking awesome good to do. Yeah. Can, so, I mean, a lot of that you do every day, even when you're at home. Like, yeah. So, but I also have never had so many difficult conversations with my doctors Back to back to back. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot. You know, seriously, I, I wasn't joking when I said if it was pinky, pinky cancer, that's like no big deal. Let's just cut the damn thing off. But I'm, I'm still, you know, there's part of me that keeps thinking, oh, brain, that's, you know, that's a really important organ. But of course, you know, look what's telling me that. <laughs> it's right. So it, it, it's a it's a bigger deal, I think, even though it's very small. Uh, I'm sorry. What was your other question? <laughs> you had two questions. Yeah. So now that you're back. Did now I, I that you're home, yeah, like yeah. what, what do you think, how, now what, where do you go from here? How do you take all of the experience that you had and all of those, I think you had a lot of probably aha moments that you've probably been processing even since you've been home and where do you go? Where do you move forward? Like, what are some things that you're really excited about or that you figured out while you were there? So I think there are a couple of like little things that I want to um, add to my life. And you and I talk about this all the time, right? The best way to make changes are, are baby steps. Um, I'm, I'm going to seek out a German club so that I can speak nice. German. It was my major in college for crying out loud. I should be able to speak that, that language, right? But then some of the bigger things are how do I live a little bit more intentionally when I'm trying to work through the fog and friction of everyday life. And look, for everybody, that's hard, right? You get up, you pay bills, you go to work, you have dinner, you walk the dog, you pick up the poop, you go to bed. I think we're going to I think we're going to talk a lot about that in our retreat. Yes, absolutely. In November, because and how do you build your best life? How do you live your best life and not let life get in the way? Right, exactly. And yeah. so I need to take some of my own medicine. Yeah, we all and, do. And I think that I've been doing a pretty good job up until this point. I just want to take my life to the next level at this point. You're, it's time to level up. Yeah, absolutely. And I so. know with, I mean, you are 100%. And that's the beauty of the gift that you just gave yourself. Is oh. it, 
Yeah. What? Yeah. It, oh, but it no, does, no, no. But it sorry. does level you up. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And but you you reminded me of the gift that I gave myself. So I, I yeah. actually did. I gave myself one other gift. Oh, I want to I'm going I'm I'm to show you the gift, and then um, and then we'll do another sponsor thing, and then maybe we could wrap up. Okay. But here's the other gift that Garth got for himself, which is volcanic vodka. Is that a full jar or an empty jar? It is full. It's it's sealed. I have not. Nice. It is. Um, so Garth is like, I got myself three gifts while I was away. <laughs> Do you want to see what they are? And I was like, Well, why don't you wait and show? Tell us why we're doing the podcast. So it was the CDs and then the the DVD and yep. then the vodka. Okay. Yes. Yep. And so this is Icelandic vodka that is filtered through volcanic rock. Oh. All right. That's how it's purified. I love it. And here's their logo. What is it? From the ashes we rise. Oh, of course that's their logo. <laughs> and you have decided that you want to start having like fun little parties with your friends to come over and just kind of lay lay back cash on like, what is it? Like a Friday or I don't know. Yep. I had a casual cocktail yeah. hour for my friends. I invited about uh, 25 people a few You're, weeks ago. Are you going to use that vodka for one of them? Or are you, or are you saving that for Garth? We okay. talked about you this. I, I, I'm food selfish. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to okay. have a hard time. Here, here's the one thing is that if I get to have the first sip, then I'm okay sharing. Right? You, can make, I, you can make appetizers though. You can make like German appetizers, Icelandic appetizers. You, you can have a whole theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curry worst and smoked salmon. <laughs> Okay, that does not sound like something that I would enjoy, but I know, but I know that you will. Yes. Oh. So, um, all right, we're going to mention one of our amazing sponsors, um, Raw Vibe Design. I love their beautiful jewelry, and they have beautiful candles as well, made out of crystals. And I have them in my house. I wear their beautiful necklace all the time. It like literally makes me just think about being present as I travel through my life and you can get 10% off and free shipping by going to raw-vibe.com. The link of course will be in this, in the show notes, but you get free shipping and 10% off of all your purchases. Definitely check it out. I love my necklace. My daughter's they love theirs. Emma has one. We're so into this and there's a lot of amazing energy information, facts about crystals. So just check it out. This is a, an extra large Thrive podcast. Both Dar and I have neglected one of our basic duties, which is the thriving tip as well as the, the napkin note quote. You've been gone for two weeks. <sighs> And we're off, I know. We're not. We're 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 off our game. No, I know okay. that's okay. But but so, I, Dara, I, I I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't know if you have a thriving tip for this particular podcast. Garth, I always have a thriving tip. Okay. I, the thriving tip today is whatever you're dealing with, just pick yourself up and move forward, and don't worry about the cancer stuff. So if you are dealing with stuff, if you've got some, you know, hard things going on in your life, it could be anything. I want you to remember what Garth wrote on his list of intentions as he was on the way to this experience. And I want you to remember that and whatever you're going through, say to yourself, you know what, don't worry so much about whatever it is and move on with your day. And whatever it is, you still have a beautiful day in front of you. Enjoy it. I love that so much. And I lived it. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love you lived it. You lived the Thrive podcast. Whatever everything we say, you just did just in that did. experience. And oh, I love it. So here's here's the napkin note quote. And um, I actually posted this and, and I did it purposefully with intention. I posted it while I was away. The lead-in is that my friend Parker and a new friend, Sam, and I were walking. We were kind of doing a little hike through the mountains in Garmish. All, all of a sudden, there's this like lake, right? So we're in the mountains, and there's, there's, there's this lake in the middle of the mountains. And we're hiking kind of around the lake, and, and we're walking. And Parker's very aware of my health. And, and I don't think he realizes that I'm actually feeling so good. And it's not just the euphoria that I'm experiencing because I'm in, in the German Alps. So we hike, and we hike, and we hike, and we stop, and we rest. And we're looking at the water, and we're kind of resting. And he looks at me, and he said, are you up for more? And I said, absolutely, I'm up for more. And in the back of my head, I was thinking this which is why I posted it. So here I am riddled with cancer, just had a new treatment, just found out that I have something in my brain. One of my best friends, Parker and I, and a new friend, Sam are hiking in, in Germany. And Parker asks if I can do more. And in the back of my head, I think I didn't come this far just to come this far. And I'm like, I am absolutely ready to keep walking. Garth, that quote is just I want every single person to write that quote down and remember that because we could all use that. I didn't come this far just to come this far. It's, it's, it's a great thing. Oh my gosh. Love, love it. And, and that was really summing up how I felt about all of, all of my experience in the past 10 or 11 days where I was just, you know, I want to soak in life. And you know what? You don't soak in life from the sofa. Mm. So remember that, y'all, as you travel through your day, whatever you've got going on, you didn't come this far just to come this far. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate the time, whether it's in your car or at work or in your home. I cannot thank you enough for listening to the Thrive Podcast. I am Garth Callahan, the original Napkin Notes Dad. You can read more about me at napkinnotesdad.com. And uh, we'll be back next week. I'm Dara Kurtz. You can check out all my information at crazyperfectlife.com. And please try to come to that November event because it is going to be unbelievable. Phenomenal. Be phenomenal. Remarkable. Yeah. Intentional. That's right. We might not have currywurst, <laughs> but we'll have something just as good. <laughs> See y'all next we'll time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thrive is created by Dara Kurtz of Crazy Perfect Life and Garth Callahan, the Napkin Notes Dad, with the hope that we help you develop motivation and inspiration to make your life remarkable. It would mean so much to us if you shared this with your friends and family and left us a review on iTunes. Remember, you deserve to thrive. Thrive Podcast is copyrighted by Dara and Garth.